If you brought your Bible this morning, go with me, please, to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8. Praise God. We've been here a little while now in our Bible study on Sunday nights and this morning. The Lord has been speaking to us out of this one passage of Scripture on a multiple of occasions. Sometimes I get stuck in a passage, and I sense that God plants me there because he wants to say or reveal something to me, and every time I come to this passage, something fresh emerges. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8. The Bible reads, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gates of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please, get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. As she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. Behold, I am gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son, that we may eat and die. Then Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go as you have said, but make me a little bread cake first and bring it out to me, and afterward you may make one for yourself and for your son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty, until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her household ate for many days. And the bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. Father, I thank you this morning because you have been speaking to us. You have been reminding us how much you care. You sent your word, and your word is life-giving. It is powerful. I pray this morning as we come again to this text of Scripture that you would speak to our hearts, I pray that you would anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God. And I ask that you would anoint the hearing of this congregation that they might receive the word with gladness and it might bear fruit in their life. We ask this in Jesus' name and the church said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Say this with me, please. This year, breakthrough will come to my house. One more time, this year, the breakthrough will come to my house. 
One more time, Kingsway. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. How many of you need a breakthrough in your house? How many of you need a visitation from God? Why do we need breakthrough? What is breakthrough? Breakthrough is a sudden event that transforms a situation. When you are stuck in the mud, when you are treading water, when you are spinning your wheels, and everything that you have tried has failed, you need a breakthrough. When you keep coming back to the same problem, the same situation, the same crisis, you need a breakthrough. You see the same emerging attacks from the enemy constantly approaching your life again and again and again by the same channel, the same avenue, you need a breakthrough. And this morning, God has a word for you if you need a breakthrough. He has said to us, this year, breakthrough will visit your house. I want to remind you this morning that our God is a God of breakthrough. David was anointed to be the king of Israel. The Bible says that when he was anointed king, the Philistines heard about it, and they came against him with their mighty army. They wanted to avoid and prevent the rise of this great champion of Israel from becoming the king. They attacked a David, and the Bible said David retreated into his stronghold, and he asked the Lord, should I go against the Philistines? The Lord gave him the command to attack the enemy, and he said uh, after that battle, the Lord has broken through my enemies like many waters. Therefore, the Bible says he named the place the God of breakthrough. Your God is a God of breakthrough. It is not God's will to see you spinning your tires all year long. It is not God's will to see you going around the same problem all the time. It is not God's will to see you bound by the same addictions and the same vices all of your life. No, friend, your God is a God of breakthrough. Say amen if you believe it this morning. Our God is a God who wants to break through the challenges that you are facing like many waters. You know, a dam begins to break with a simple crack. There is a, 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 a moment at which that crack emerges. It doesn't seem like much. It doesn't seem like it will be that big of a problem. But if that crack goes unaddressed, it will soon become a deluge of, of disaster for the world around it. Friends, the dam that has been holding up your blessing, the wall the enemy has built around you to keep you from receiving what God has for you has a crack in it this morning. And God is leaning his weight against that wall. And if you will believe God, that thing is going to come down and crumble all around the devil and you'll have the victory that God has promised you. Somebody get excited this morning because this year, breakthrough will visit your house. The Bible tells us about this woman, a widow. She is in a desperate situation. Have you ever been desperate? I mean desperate. I don't mean your, your internet's not working. I mean desperate situation. This woman is at the end 
of her rope. There's a famine in the land of Israel. There's a famine there because the nation of Israel has rebelled against God. They've turned their hearts to idols. They're worshiping gods that are against Yahweh. The Bible said that Elijah the prophet raised up by God says to them, it will not have, you will neither have dew nor rain until I give the word in the land of Israel. The famine comes as a result of not having any rain. The drought comes and soon the hunger begins to arise among the people. But this famine doesn't stay within the boundary lines or the border lines of the nation of Israel. It begins to leak over into the lands around them and arrives in the land of Sidon as well where this widow lives. She's not a part of the nation of Israel. Perhaps she hasn't sinned in the same way that she has, but she's under the same judgment. Can I just remind you, friend, that the sin in a person's life never just affects them. It always has a destructive effect on everybody around you. The drunk things, I'll come home uh, drunk and my son won't see me, my daughter won't see me there asleep. But friend, it's having an impact on them. Your sin is never just private. It's always going to have a fruitful effect in your life. And so it is important to live a life of repentance before God where sin is dealt with as soon as possible and on every occasion because sin will have a deadly and terrible effect just like it did over the land of Israel and its neighbors. As a consequence now, this woman has arrived in this desperate situation. She and her son are dying of starvation. They are down to their last handful of flour and a little bit of oil. They have arrived at the end of their life. The Bible tells us that this woman has gone out to gather sticks in order that she might make a fire and cook the last bread cake for her and her son. The Bible doesn't tell us much about this son. Some scholars believe that the son was probably lying in the house, sick and emaciated from this hunger that had come to the land. This woman was no doubt trying to do everything she could to keep her boy alive, trying to see to it that she could survive this crisis. Maybe they thought we could survive a year or two years, but now it's a long time has passed. They've come into a very desperate case of life and death, and death seems to be winning. It seems like perhaps there's been a great number of funerals all around. And people are burying their dead. And she thinks, we'll be next. My son and I will eat this last bread cake. And then we will die. You might say, preacher, I've been in a place like that. I felt that kind of desperation. I know what it's like to be in a place where there seems to be no hope. Where there seems to be no remedy or way out. Friend, maybe you're there this morning. Maybe you find your, yourself at the end of your rope. You've run out of ideas. You don't know how to save your marriage. You don't know how to rescue your children. You don't know how to provide for your home. You don't know how you're going to make it through. But I have good news for you this morning. This year, Breakthrough will visit your house. Why will Breakthrough visit your house? 
Because our God is a God of love. Our God is a God of compassion. And he sees you where you are. And he has made plans for you. Say amen, somebody. God has made plans for you. The Bible said that the prophet Elijah was at the brook Kerith. He was being fed there during this famine by a raven. The raven brought him food every morning and every night. And then the Bible says that the brook dried up. When the brook dried up, Elijah recognized my season here has come to an end. Here's the first thing I want to tell you this morning is that you must recognize the season that you are in. I want you to say that out loud with me. Recognize the season that I'm in. Listen, there are seasons with God. The Bible tells us that from the beginning, God said there will be seed, time, and harvest. That word time refers to seasons. There are seasons with God and ways in which God works in particular times. And this morning, I want to speak to you about the importance of recognition. Because I believe that just like this woman, your breakthrough is within grasp and it's probably within view. But you and I have to have a spiritual discernment to be able to recognize what God is up to and what God wants to do. Elijah came to the end of the provision that God had made for him. And now he had to recognize this season is over. I have to move on. God will have something else for me. God will have something better for me. Can I just encourage you with this this morning? That the season you're in has been uh, perhaps a season in which you've seen God's uh, handiwork. You've seen God's provision like a trickle, like a creek, a little here, a little there. But can I tell you, friends, I believe by the Spirit I speak prophetically that we have entered into a season of multiplication, a season of abundance, and a season of manifestation. If you receive that, say amen. And you and I must recognize the season that we are in. Listen, the season you're in has nothing to do with the season the world is in. The season you're in has nothing to do with the economy. The season you're in has nothing to do with who's in the White House. The season you're in has nothing to do with what you or I can do on our own. The season you're in has everything to do with the goodwill of God and the desire of God to bless you and to bring you to a new place and a new level. Come on, somebody. Get excited because God has decided to bless you. God had plans for this woman. But she had to recognize, number two, who her deliverer was. The Bible said that the prophet Elijah came sent by God and he heard the word of the Lord say, Go to Zarephath, for I have appointed a widow to sustain you. Now those words right there merit our study this morning. God said, I have appointed a widow to sustain you. Just think about this for a minute. God never gives or rarely gives instructions that make sense to the natural man. When God gives an instruction, it rarely ever makes sense to the natural man. Why would you send a broke prophet to a broke widow? You see, to the natural, we think God needs to use the biggest thing. 
the richest person, the one with the most ideas and the most resources. God doesn't need any of that. When God wants to move, he can move in the smallest thing. He can move in the, in the most insignificant place. He can move in any place which he desires and especially any place that is willing to be used by him and be touched by him. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm willing to be used by God so that he can provide what he has promised to this generation. Come on, somebody. You and I have more at stake than we think. And the instruction that comes from God doesn't make any sense in the natural. But God is up to something greater. And the Bible says that this this a prophet, he receives this instruction. I have provided, I have commanded a widow to provide for you. That's a strong word. What God is saying, I have, I have supply for you, Elijah. I have what you need, and I'm going to give it to you through an unexpected source. And Elijah goes to find this woman, and when he finds her, she is at the gate of the city gathering sticks. For her last meal and the last meal of her son. But here's the thing. She recognizes her deliverer has arrived. He comes to her and he says, give me a glass of water. And she goes into the house to go get some water. And, and while she's going, he says to her, and while you're at it, bring me a piece of bread too. That's a bold prophet. She says to him, sir, as your God lives, I have but a handful of flour and a little bit of oil in the house. And I'm going to make two bread cakes and for my son and I, and then we are going to die. She's, she recognized that this was a man of God. She recognized that this man was sent by the Lord. But she also recognized that she was in a desperate situation. And this is where I want you to, to understand that to have a breakthrough, you need to recognize the season you're in. But you also need to recognize the deliverer that God has sent. You need to recognize the way in which God wants to move in your life. You see, the deliverance for this woman was already in her house. It was already available to her. She just needed to see it. She needed to recognize it. It's my prayer for you this morning that God will open your eyes so that you can recognize that what you have is all he needs in order to work miracles in your life. That what you already have is more than enough for you to see the glory of God in your life. Come on, somebody. If you will recognize it this morning, you will begin to walk in victory and in breakthrough just by simply understanding this is what God is up to. This is what God wants to do in my life. Listen, this woman, she heard the prophet say, bring me a bread cake too. And she explained her situation. Then he said to her, he said, go do like you said, but first bring me a piece of bread. For thus saith the Lord, He's bringing her the word of the Lord. He says, thus saith the Lord, the bowl of flour will not go dry, nor will the oil go dry until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the land. And the scripture tells us that she went and did so. 
she recognized this is the man of God. This is my deliverer. This is what God is going to use in my life. Listen, friends, sometimes your deliverer doesn't look like a deliverer. Sometimes the way God wants to work doesn't look like the way that you expect it. And many people have missed out on receiving their deliverance because they haven't seen the deliverer or recognized that this was the way God wanted to work in their life. Listen, friends, the Pharisees were looking for the Messiah, but they missed him entirely because they could not recognize their deliverer. They could not recognize that this was the man, that, that Jesus was the man sent by God in fulfillment of the prophecies. I don't want you to miss out on the breakthrough God has for you because you don't recognize what God is up to. Listen, friends, God has sent a deliverer to you. God has sent his word. God has sent his son. And those are the weapons that you need in order to experience breakthrough in your life in this season. Come on, somebody. You have received a deliverer from God. You know, the Pharisees missed Jesus, but you know who didn't miss Jesus? The Bible said there was a wicked tax collector named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a, a, a man who was a Jew who had uh, taken a job with the Romans to collect taxes. And the way it worked with the Romans was the Romans said, you've got to raise now, this much taxes. Everything you raise above that is yours to keep. And so he became rich on the years to keep part. He was an, a, a man who extorted great sums of money from the people of Israel. And so he was hated by everyone. And he was not a man that you would want to hang around with, I'm assuming. Nobody uh, would take any great interest in this man. But the Bible said that he heard that Jesus was coming to town. I don't know if Zacchaeus had any notion that he needed a deliverer. But he recognized there's a deliverer in town. I want to go see what this is about. I want to go see what, what, this, what this man is doing. And what I have, if, what, what, I, if what I have heard is true. The Bible said that this, this short man, because of his stature, could not see over the crowd of people that was pressing around Jesus. So he climbed up into a tree that he might be able to catch a glimpse. You see, he had a notion that there was something in Jesus that he needed. I believe this morning that's why you're here in church. Because you have a notion, a sense, there's something there that I need. Can I tell you, friend, your deliverer is Jesus. And he is here this morning to bring the word of God, to set you free, to remove the, captivi the captivity and the yoke of bondage that is on your life. Jesus came by and saw Zacchaeus in that tree. And he said, Zacchaeus... Come down immediately. I must go to your house today. And that day breakthrough came to the house of Zacchaeus. And today breakthrough wants to come to your house. Breakthrough wants to come and bring salvation to your soul and transformation to your life. Come on, somebody. This is God's word for you this morning. Zacchaeus recognized who his deliverer was. This woman recognized that this was the word of God. That this was the deliverance that God has sent to her. I have a question for you this morning. Have you recognized Jesus? Have you seen him for what he is? Have you seen him as the word sent from God? Oh friend, Jesus is the deliverer that you need. Jesus is the deliverer that your soul is seeking. Because without him, death will destroy. Without him, the famine will destroy. 
But if you will let Jesus into your home, and if you will let Jesus into your life, he will change, and he will give you life instead of death. And he'll give you beauty instead of ashes. And he'll give you wholeness instead of brokenness. Come on, somebody. And he will make you new. That's what he wants to do in every single life of every single person who would say to him, God, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't have answers. I don't have solutions. I don't have what it takes. But I recognize that you have come, that you have power, that you have the ability to destroy the works of darkness in my life. Listen, friends, this woman had a son who was dying. Do you have children that are dying? Do you have children that are living without God, living without hope, living without the peace of God, walking far from God? Friend, there's breakthrough coming to your house. If you will recognize it, if you will receive the word of the Lord, breakthrough will come to your children and your prodigals will come home. Come on, somebody. I said your prodigals will come home if you will receive the word of God. If you will recognize that it's God who is at work. This woman was hungry. Are you hungry? Is your soul hungry? Friend, why do people get involved in addiction? Why do they get involved in, in alcoholism? Why do they get involved in gambling? There's a hunger on the inside of man that gnaws at the soul for something more, for something richer. They can't find it in sex. They can't find it in pleasure. They can't find it in alcohol. They can't find it in drugs. Because, friend, what you're looking for is not in any of those things. The only one that can satisfy the hunger of your soul is Jesus. He is the deliverer that God has sent to bring bread to your house, to bring the, the bread of life that can, that can satisfy the soul. And the hunger of the heart of man. This woman was an outsider. She wasn't a part of the, of the Jewish faith. Are you an outsider? Have you found yourself far from God? Far from hope? Far from the truth? Friend, this morning, God says to you, I love outsiders. I love the people that nobody else will love. I love the people that others have forgotten. In fact, Jesus talked about this woman in the Gospels. And he said, when there was a famine in the land, there were many widows in Israel that God could have sent the prophet to. But he didn't send the widow, uh, the prophet to any of the widows of the Jews. He sent the, he sent the prophet to a Gentile widow, to somebody outside of the promises of God. Somebody that didn't qualify. Somebody that didn't even have a turn. Can I tell you this morning, that was you and I. We didn't qualify. We didn't have a term. But Jesus came to make the outsider an insider. To make the stranger a son and to give us life and to give us a place at the table with the family of God. This woman had no idea that her breakthrough was coming. But when it came, she recognized it. She saw, this is my opportunity. This is the way forward. Can I tell you, friends? This morning, you're here. So that you can see the way forward. You're here this morning because God wants to bring breakthrough into your home. You have to recognize that. And say, yeah, this thing that pastor's been talking about for four or five messages now, that's for me. God's talking to me. 
I think God's giving you another chance because last summer he said this is a season of miracles. Some of you received that. Some of you did not. Listen. If you don't receive the word, you can't have it. Simple fact. You can't have anything you speak against. If you speak against divine healing, you can't have divine healing. If you speak against salvation, you can't experience salvation. Anything you won't receive from God, you can't have. Friend, if you will receive the word of God like this woman did, if you will recognize that's God's activity in my life, that's what God wants to do in my life, and you will see the way forward and obey God, the next thing she saw was she recognized her seed. She recognized that what she had was more powerful than what, uh, than what she expected or what she knew. She recognized, I have something that I can use to attack the lack that's in my life. Listen, lack is the work of the enemy. Lack is the way the enemy works in your life. You've got to attack it. You've got to come strong against that thing. Whether it's uh, an emotional lack, whether it's spiritual lack, whether it's financial lack, whether it is a lack in your relationships, you have to attack lack by, by believing God. And that woman recognized, I have something that I can give to God. And that something was a piece of bread. That piece of bread became a seed that she was able to use that was able to produce something in her life that wasn't there before. Listen, friends. If I give you an apple this morning, you cut that thing in half. You'll tell me, Pastor, there are about six, uh, five or six seeds in this apple. But can, can I tell you, if I give you an apple seed, could you tell me how many apples are in that seed? You have no idea how many apples are in that seed. Because that apple will produce a tree that will produce many apples. And if you take those apples and plant those seeds, you'll have an orchard. And if you continue this process of multiplication, you will begin to see uh, that one seed can produce a, an entire harvest. That's what God is saying to you. I've already put a harvest on the inside of you. There is a harvest in your life. You don't see it. You haven't recognized it because you think it's small, because you think it's insignificant, because you think God can't use you, because you think your gift doesn't matter. But God says, put it in my hand, and I will make something great of it. I will multiply your strength. Come on, somebody. God says, I will take what you have that's little, and I will make it much. I will do extraordinary things with what you have. She recognized, I have something that I can give to God. I've been asking you to pray about what you are going to give to God in this season. I have challenged you to prepare an offering that we're going to receive in the month of February, our vision offering, and ask God, God, what do you want me to give? And the reason I am asking you to do that, and the reason I'm praying about it, as well, is because every time you give an offering, you're opening up room for God to work. You're making room for God to show up in that situation and bring a breakthrough into that situation in your life. This woman made room for God by giving her seed. Listen, your seed this morning might be even smaller than hers. She had a piece of bread. But you know what Jesus said? He said, if you will have faith the size of a mustard seed. How small is a mustard seed? 
kind. He said, if you will have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to that mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it will be done according to your word. He said, preacher, I don't have a lot of faith. You don't need a lot. I said, you don't need a lot. Faith, with faith, a little goes a long way. Say amen, somebody. It's like concentrated orange juice. A little goes a long way. And God says, if you will sow the seed of faith, if you will have as much faith as a mustard seed, you will say to that mountain, I'll put power in your mouth to produce the breakthrough that you need. Are you listening? This woman recognized I have a seed. And this morning, I pray that you will recognize that you have a seed. That you have something in your life that you can put in God's hands and that God will use to multiply your power and your strength and give you breakthrough. And give you the breakthrough that touches not only Israel, but Sidon. The kind of breakthrough that touches not only your life, but your marriage and your family and your children and everything around you. Come on, somebody. This is the power of God at work in your life. All you need to do is believe him. If you say, I recognize Jesus, I recognize that God is at work in my life, then friend, believe him. Give him your faith. Give him your confidence. He says, if you have that much faith, I can move a mountain. How big is a mountain compared to a mustard seed? How big is a mountain compared to a mustard seed? The proportions are so vastly different. But you see, in the kingdom of God, God doesn't need the proportions to be equal. God doesn't need an equal match because he's never met his match. Say amen, somebody. He does, he's never met his match. All he needs is somebody that will put faith in him, that will put confidence in him. And he says, if you will believe me, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed. Not the pastor, not the prophet, you. You will have that power. You will be the prophet in your own home. You'll be the one that has the ability to change the situation around you. And this morning, I believe there's faith in this house to bring deliverance. Faith in this house to bring breakthrough. Faith in this house to bring freedom. Will somebody shout amen if you have some faith this morning? This year, God says. Breakthrough will come to your house. That means you got to have your eyes open. You got to recognize. Recognize the season you're in. Recognize the deliverance God has sent. And recognize the seed that's in your hand. And this morning, I want you to give a seed of faith. Not for you. I want you to sow the seed of faith 
to somebody else. See, there's people in this room this morning that need a miracle. They need a miracle. Somebody in here needs a new iPhone. Somebody else in here needs to be healed from a deadly disease. They need a miracle. Somebody needs their sons and their daughters to come home. There are needs in here that are far beyond our control. But God is bigger than that. And he's looking for a people that will say, God, I will believe. I will stand in agreement and know that this year breakthrough is going to come. And visit homes all over Kingsway Church. And then we're going to have testimonies of God's power and God's might and God's grace and God's compassion. Friend, God has seen you. He has heard you. He has answered you by sending his word. Receive his word and you can have what he has promised. Let's stand together this morning. I want to make a couple of invitations this morning. But right where you are, I just want everybody praying. Everybody pray. Activate your faith. Activate your faith. Just start praying for God to do what he wants to do at Kingsway Church without hindrance. Come on. Everybody praying. Out loud, begin to pray. Hallelujah. Let the house of God be in prayer. Jesus said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, recognize the season you're in. Heaven is open over your life. God's answering prayers. God's moving things out of your way. Breakthrough is coming. In fact, it's already there. Hallelujah. 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 Here's the first invitation I want to make. Keep praying, body of Christ. If there's anybody in here this morning that says, Pastor Isaac, I have not given my heart to Jesus. I don't know him as my Savior. I have not recognized him. But this morning I see that I need him. I see that he died on the cross for my sins. And I want to receive him as my Savior. If that's you this morning, I want you to lift your hand real high so I can see it. I want to pray for you this morning. Anybody out there that would say, Pastor Isaac, I want to give my life to Christ. Today is a day of salvation. Now is an acceptable time. It's the acceptable time. Say yes to Christ, friend. Say yes to Christ without delay. If you say, Pastor Isaac, I've been living without direction. It's time to say yes to Jesus, friend. It's time to give him your heart. It's time to commit your life to him. If that's you, lift your hand real high so I can see it. God's calling. He's calling you today. Here's a second invitation I want to make. If there's anybody in here that says, Pastor Isaac, I need healing in my body. I need healing in my body.
If that's you, friend, I want you to come into this altar this morning. I want to pray for the sick this morning. Anybody in here that says, Pastor, I need healing. This is a day to recognize there's a difference. Something's changed. Everything looks the same, but the season is different. I want anybody at all that says, Pastor, I need healing in my body. Would you come this morning? Elders, would you come and just stand ready for me? Just stand ready right close. Hallelujah. Come on, let the church be in prayer. Let the church be in prayer.